Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Coming up on the payoff, we're going old school with you on this episode. Turning back the clock, I got somebody from my home group here in Texas that's going to join us. If you know what home group is, well, then you've come to the right place. If you don't, then we've saved you a seat. But either way, if you think you have a problem with alcohol or drugs, or maybe somebody in your life does, this is one of those stories and one of those people who is going to inspire you. Also, could could trigger some emotions. It was just uh, an incredible talk. I love Christine. I've known her for about five years now, I guess, maybe more. And uh, she's one of those people you want to be around. They say stick with the winners. She is a winner. But first, I got to put some of his new music on here. Kevin Souza. What is your sobriety date? March 14, 2012. Okay. So, 11 years? Now, see, see, I learned a lesson. I just this weekend went to the International Women's Conference. And get this. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, so, and, I got and, you coming and, in hot. And, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was amazing. And I got to tell it's a big, long story. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but um, I, I was on a panel. So, there's that, it was 3,000 women. But I wasn't, the panel was itself it? only had 250 up in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And so, so I'm, I'm, it's myself and two other women, and then the chairperson, and, and she, she comes in, she says, what's, what's your date? And it's real loud. You can imagine 250 women, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I said March 14, 2012. And so she proceeded to ask, which I couldn't hear, but she proceeded to ask the other two panelists. And she came around to me. She said, you, you have the least amount of time. You're going first. <laughs> and I thought, what? She said, you've got 10 years. And I said, but she said, you've got 10 years. I'm mean, like, well, in, in three weeks, I'll have I'll have 11. And so you went first? You have 10 years. But in the, isn't that an alcoholic <laughs> thing to do? I've got 11 years. No, you don't. It's well, I just gave so you 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. 2012. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of that kind of was rude. But yeah, I, I will have 11 years. So this. and that, by the way, is one of the things that makes you so attractive in this program is that you're still you're still chasing it. You're oh. still going to those conferences. What, what does experiences like that and connecting with women like that do do for you, do for your soul? Oh my Gosh, it's it's blood, it's air, it's food, it's water, it's um, it 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 feeds my soul. It feeds my soul. And and when when I got there, you know, when I when I first got there, I was under the impression there were going to be three other women in 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 my group that that were going too. So it was going to be a girls' weekend kind of thing. Well, it didn't work out that way. And so I found myself. So you went by yourself? I, yes. Okay. I, so I found, well, I didn't know that until I was already up there, checked <laughs> into the hotel and over at the over at the venue where this. this and two people bailed, and, basically. And, and, well, one person bailed and the other two, the other, anyway. Stuff happens. Yeah. I, I and get so, it. Yeah. So, so, so I, I, go to, um, I go to sit down for dinner that Thursday night. And Pete, I, I sat there and, and it occurred to me, I'm 53 years old. I don't think I've ever sat in a restaurant by myself and had a meal. 
I mean, I sat there, and, and as soon as I realized that, I grabbed my phone and I texted my husband and I said, oh my God, I'm such a loser. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? I said, everybody's looking at me. And he said, no, I'm sure. No, yeah. And I'm like, I'm telling you, everybody's looking at me thinking I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> and, and, and I sat there, and I mean, I kept my head down. This is, and I, you know, I work, I work, man, I work this program. To, 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 and so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm eating my tacos with my head down, you know. And within about 10 minutes, another lady walked by me and she said, can, can I, can I sit here? Can I sit here with you? And I kind of looked at her and I'm like, hell yeah, you can sit down, <laughs> you know? And she said, I'm here by myself. And I don't think I've ever eaten in a restaurant by myself. And I said, well, I have, because I have officially, I have it, you know, just 10 minutes previous. Yeah. But I said, sit down, sit yeah. down, tell me about you. And it was like, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself right then. Yeah. And it was just one of those things that just more, more duct tape to hold this freaking mess together, you know, that I need. That was just another layer of duct tape that I needed to go, okay, I'm not going home tonight. Because I, I was telling my husband, I said, I'm, I, I think I'm going to hit this evening meeting and then I'm just going to come home, you know. And so that made me stay yeah. at least until the next morning. And then there was something else that made me stay, you know. And by the end of it, I was so, I was proud of myself. And yeah. I try not to be proud of myself too often. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you can get out of control. Get, yeah, I, I can. Probably yeah. Can get, yeah. And yeah. So, but I was like, damn it, I did that. Yeah. I did that. I, I went and walked into meetings by myself. I did, you know, and I mean, it may not be a big deal to other No, it people, is. Well, it's a big deal to me and most of the people hopefully listen to this podcast or, you know, searching for or, or have found recovery yeah. because you go to situation. It just shows every day is a new day. Right. You can go up to, to into that conference buttoned up, looking good, you know, feeling good. But then like the moment things change. Right, like how are things going when they're not going well? Right, and then you stick it out, you stay, and it's like, oh, that's right. It's just another, another thing you go, you walk through. But I, but but in 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 learning more about yourself and your and your capabilities, and, yeah. and because I was like, I I can I can I can do that. Yeah. And and here's the deal: realizing that I that anguish that I was feeling, I was just doing it to myself. Nobody was look. Nobody gave a shit about me yeah. sitting at that table. Nobody gave a crap about what I was did. I was eating tacos by myself at a table, but in my mind, yeah. which I'm still is just as batshit crazy as I was on March 13th, 2012. Me too. But but it it anyway. So I yeah. Man, but but, I but did home. you want the last thing on this? Did you want the person? Because I have the thing too where I'm sitting down. I'm by myself. I'm sort of resenting whatever happened, the situation that created this. And then the person comes by, and I'm like, oh, shit, don't sit here. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? but, but then you you invite them. You kind of, for me, it's like you go against that inner voice that says that fear or whatever. You invite them to sit down, and then, like, magic starts to happen. I don't think she could have walked away without sitting down. I would have yeah. tackled her, her in that chair. <laughs> it, but but in, in what was great, Pete, is, is because instantly when she looked at me and said, can I sit here, I knew I knew that she was there to save me. If that makes, I know that sounds dramatic. But you're in tune. I, I knew, I knew that she was there for a reason. And so that's why I was like, you're damn right. You sit down. That's your chair. You know, it was. How long did it take you to start? You know, it will be 11 years in March, God willing. Right. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to start thinking like that? Oh, Lord. To start thinking, <laughs> okay, this person, this just happened for a reason. Let me seize it rather than. Because even in sobriety, you cannot see those signs. 
you know, if you're still. It, it, did, it did take, you know, I was one of those burning bush, burning bush bright light um, recoveries. I mean, it was instant for, with, with my, uh, it was one second I was a seizing, um, about to die, going to go home and kill myself drunk, and within a second, God saved me for whatever reason, it yet to be disclosed. Um, so, so, so I didn't know who God was, but I knew something happened and I knew I would never drink again. I know we're not supposed to say that, yeah. but I, that was resolve. It, it's, it's, it's indescribable, but, but it took me forming a relationship because I can fall in love. I can fall in love and still not trust you. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, 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 and so trust trust is something that is earned over time. So so to answer your question, um, it was a couple of years before it was um, before I was because it took it took other people that were smarter than me, more experienced than me, to go. Well, have you considered that maybe that was a gift from God? And yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You start okay, seeing things see totally that. different. Yeah. And I still I still go through that. Yeah. I still will be in a in a pity party and and you know, in the middle of a shit show and, and, you know, someone I trust go, I wonder if that's, if you're being taught something, you know, and that's where I can take the, take the venom out of what I'm feeling and go, Oh, oh, okay. So it's certainly not instant. And here's the deal. I don't want it to ever be instant because when it's something is instant, I'll take it for granted. Yeah. Well, you have to work for it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And and you have to be open. Uh You have to be, I had to be open in that moment to her being a gift to me instead of looking up and thinking, okay, what do you want from me? What do you, you know, because instantly, like when someone rings your phone and they're like, hey, how are you? And you're like, okay, what are you selling? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, how are you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it, it took a little bit of time. Practice, practice uh, of being open, having that radar up. All right. So I want to get back to how, how we got here. Um, you, do you, do you remember your first drink or, or when it was, you know, when it was you had that experience that kind of alcohol or whatever else it was kind of changed the way you were thinking and you, oh, liked, I was, and you yeah, liked it? I, oh gosh, I was, um, I was 11 or 12. You grew up in Texas, right? Uh-huh, up in Plano, yeah. Okay, so around the Dallas mm-hmm. area. And um, um, I, I grew up in an alcoholic family. My dad was an, uh, um, a raging um, alcoholic and um, it was, it, it I, you know, a lot of people ex- describe that first drink as of it, you know, you know, I was re- able to release the inhibitions. I felt more like myself. For me, it helped me go away. It just helped me, it, my mind just go away, you know, to, to where I, I stopped thinking. I do remember that. Even at that young of age, um, and I, I could take you back to the skating rink if it's still there, it, outside the skating rink, and it was, uh, it was Country Quencher Apple. That was what you drank. Right, yeah, yeah, got <laughs> wasted, yeah. And then it was older people that I was hanging out with. I always looked older than my age. And they actually dropped me off on my front porch of like, my house. Like loaded? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, you know, hell rained down with parents and mess like that. But, um, but, but uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, I just remember being able to go away in my mind. Stop, stop thinking and I didn't know I had racing thoughts. I didn't know I, I was being tormented in my own head. Yeah. And, until. Um, until you started to drink. Yeah. 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 And you felt that sense of mm-hmm. relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did, how did, did it keep going? Did you? No, 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 okay. no, no. I mean, uh, it wasn't. And, and, you know, up until, golly, I'm 53 now. Up until um, my late, my, my mid-30s or so, I was a social drinker. I mean, I, I could. 
I could have, I was one of those where I could have one drink and, and as normal as, as you could describe normal as far as a drinker, you know. Um, and, and one of my sons had asked me one time, mom, you know, when did you know you were an alcoholic? And it's like, I don't, and the, a lady yesterday that I had lunch with asked me, when did, you know, when did you know you were an alcoholic? It's like, and I had a glass of tea in front of me with that meeting with her. And I said, it was as if there was a, an alcoholic beverage on the table and I was normal. And I picked up my tea and I took a sip and I said, and then I was an alcoholic. I don't know what, what activated that disease. But when it was activated, there was no turning back. And so do you consider it was activated when you were 11 or, or when you were in your thir- like late 30s? Or do you think it was there? I, I think it was activated at birth, quite frankly. Yeah. The, the, okay. the, the ability yeah. was there. Yeah. I just had to fulfill it. And that's what I've told my, my three biological children. You know, it's like, okay, statistically... I hate to tell you, yeah. but one of you is in trouble, yeah. at least. Yeah, at so, least so, yeah. so, so why would you? Why uh-huh. would you even take that? Take that chance, you know? So that and that's hard to. And they're they're normal drinkers right now, uh-huh. and God willing, they'll stay that way. But until they don't, I mean, that's the, that's the frightening part about this disease is you never know when it's going to show itself. And that's that that is amazing too, because for me, I I drank and I was like very, I was just a you know, an insecure kid. So I, when I drank, it removed all of the, all the fears, right? Mm-hmm. It, it got rid of all of them. And uh, so this was my ticket to ride, uh, alcohol and alcohol, uh, alcoholism was. And uh, so from that point forward, I constantly saw myself putting it in front of whatever else I wanted to achieve or do. Um, alcohol was part of that, you know, and, and, and it was part of my regression ultimately. And then part of like getting sober, Springboard. So, so I have a question for you, yeah. and I was thinking about this for some reason on the way down here. When was the first time you felt like you belonged what, somewhere? When, when or, I was it while, while drinking? Well, I mean, there was point. My, you know, it's funny. My my brothers had great friends that would come over, and they had warm energy, and there was no drinking connected to it. I just felt like I belonged, hanging out with these guys, getting kind of shit on by them. It was great, you know, older people, and I had a great experience. But that, you know, that that first night, I can remember being outside. With my buddies, like I drank once, got drunk and got sick. My brother at a party, but then like I was probably a freshman in high school, and I started to drink, um, and I just felt, oh, finally, I don't have to go t- to the party and and be a wallflower and be so scared of mm-hmm. of, of everything, mm-hmm. yeah, of all these new people and all these these new girls, and oh, it was like I I always love sports and I consider myself a happy kid because uh, I just think I was like in a good situation, but. Man, that whole, like the next level of like leaving your house and doing something other than playing sports. Right. Or, 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 okay, go to the class, sit here, don't move. Anything other than that, I was like, it was crazy. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. when I felt like I belonged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and it was thanks to alcohol. Um, At least I thought, right? So, See, with, with me, yeah. the, the, and, and the, I think, I don't, I'm not sure, like I said, I'm not sure what, what started this thinking driving down here today, um, but, but the first time I, I felt like I belonged was, was literally on March 14, 2012, when I went upstairs to change my date, and yeah. I sat down. I've, I've, I, for the first time in my life, <laughs> I felt like I belonged somewhere. Yeah. And, I, I, and that, that feeling, that feeling of, is, is, um, it, uh, you can't you can't describe it and, and it because I, I I felt like all that time I had been carrying this massive trunk with me with all of these masks 
that I needed to be this person when I was with this or this one. Oh, I'm going here. I need this one. Or I, well, I forgot. I got to look that. So I had to carry all these with me and I was tired. Yeah. I was tired of lugging that around and the idea of, of, of leaving that in the parking lot and, and just letting you see me just, and, 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 and I, I cared what, what the results of that was. But but I was willing to chance it for the first time in, in reality. I was I was willing to take that chance that I just was willing to take that chance and I just belong. And did it pay so almost like right away you experienced some of the positive results. Like oh, oh finally. In me, well in, yeah. in, well, of course in, in, in my world, changing your date is man, I would rather eat. So you were so you were you were in and out for a little bit. Um, n- n- no, I was in and out of, I was in and out of sobriety yeah. for a little, but this was my first time to change a date. Cause okay. I, I, I was going to for, um, I was going to the program, um, for, for about four months, um, not, not working it at all the okay. way it's Were you meant drinking? to be worked. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, mouthwash. Okay. Yeah. I tried that. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. It works. It works. It works. <laughs> um it um and, and and the the disease that I had, I was actually upset with people that were upset with me because it wasn't alcohol. What they had to be mad about. What what, what was the big you know, that's how sick I was. Yeah, sure. Until um until uh March thirteenth, two thousand twelve when when my oldest son found me passed out in my car. I had been driving um with a Sam size bottle of Listerine in my lap. I remember this now because I've heard your story uh-huh. and that's one of the many reasons i wanted to talk to you uh-huh. what and you mentioned that that it worked for you were you were you drinking it like at night as like a nightcap the mouthwash or were you drinking it during the day all of it and it was changing the way that you felt 100 percent. okay yeah yeah 100 yeah. enough that yeah that you i mean i pass out from it and it wasn't alcohol mm-hmm. so to well me, yeah, yeah yeah to, to me it wasn't I, and that again i i think about that now and it just it's it's almost comical how 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 could I how could I not see, you know but that that's how sick I was yeah. that is how sick I was that I just I couldn't see I just couldn't see you know and and that's I think that's where the desperation when when my son said to me mom is it bad that I wish that bottle was vodka my soul died my soul just I, that's when I decided to take my life. You know, that's when I, I just, I, I had to put me out of their misery. Put me out of their misery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, because I, 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 I didn't, I just couldn't believe that I was that person. And, and, and then the phone rang. And then the phone rang. Uh huh. And it was this annoying ass woman that I had met at um, at at a meeting, and um, so it was just it was it was now I see it was God. Yeah, now it was what you we know, talked it, about at the beginning. It was the woman walking up saying, "Can I sit here?" Yeah, you know, but almost but like she, the same. It was the person. exact same. Yeah, yeah. And she she said she knew she knew what what I was planning. She she just knew. And she said, will you give me an hour? I don't, you know, she kept saying, I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of your day, but will you give me just an hour? Will you meet me 
at a meeting. And, and of course I, you know, came up with every excuse and, and, you know, saying no. And she just was, this just is the like same a, day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the same day. And, um, and she said, just, just give me an hour. And, and f- finally I agreed. I said, Oh, fine. And I just, I remember driving into town, um, and I was crying in such a way that I sounded like an animal. Uh, it, 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 that's the only way I can describe it. It, 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 or you can say it was demons screaming or I, whatever. It, it, that scared me more than what I planned on doing because I had an array of opioids and all kinds of medicines that I planned on choking down when I got home. Um, but it, I was, I was just, I was just done. I was, I was done with me. Yeah. So it's one. It's like you want out either way. Whether you're going to go out. The, the 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 tragic way right um we talk about like the, with the suicide like you mentioned i even hate saying the word or it's so real yeah or, say it man say or you're it. gonna get yeah it is so real or you're gonna get sober and lose no, I this see, person. that wasn't even an option yeah because i didn't think it was possible because now mind you i would sit in i just you know i was one of those that would sit there and and i would think you you people <laughs> yeah that's cute you're laughing you're yeah. laughing i don't laugh yeah what is there to laugh at? Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't comprehend. And especially they were talking about shit that was like, you know, uh, and then they had a car wreck and had to amputate an arm and they were like, ha, 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 you yeah. know. And I was like, why are you, you clearly are, are not an alcoholic the way I am. Yeah. Right. Um, because it wasn't until that moment that I even came to realize that I was an alcoholic. What the fuck, man? Yeah. What's, you know. It was so, so no, I was just going in to spend the hour because I told her I would, I, I didn't anticipate anything coming from that. And so what happened when you spent the hour? Um, you were oh, outside, no, no. It right? It wasn't if even I that hour. It was, I, I drove up, um, and she was in her car and she motioned for me to, to get, get in, in the car. passenger uh-huh. seat of her car. And, um, I could take you to the, to the parking space. And, um, and I was just, I was inconsolable. I was, um. I was just inconsolable. And so she sat there and, and I heard her say, I'm going to sit here until you can, until you can talk, you know, I'll just, I'll just be right here. And I just remember thinking, that's fucking weird. <laughs> While you're acting like, well, right? well, just that yeah. someone wouldn't be going, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. She didn't try to do that. Uh-huh. She yeah. didn't try to do that. She didn't try to rob me of that. Moment. And I know who this person is. And yes. this person is very special. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That she mm-hmm. didn't try to rob me of that moment. You yeah. know, she, um, 11 years, I go right back there, but she, uh, I was just, oh man, I was just wailing. And she said, she said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God what he thinks about you. And I just thought, well, isn't that stupid? I know what I think about me and that's all that matters. And I think that I, I don't deserve to be, uh, you know, and, um, I don't deserve to be, that's a, that's a period ending statement right there. And, um, and so I, 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 but that's not what she asked you. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it, she's and So she said it again. Um, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God what he thinks about you. And, and she ended up shouting at, at me. From the host of the popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction, privilege, racism, and self-sabotage. Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. 
Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now, wherever books are sold. Hey there, homeowners. Is it time to give your yard a complete makeover this summer? Villani Landshapers, a local family-owned business, has been transforming landscapes for more than 20 years. Villani Landshapers specializes in landscape design build, retaining walls, outdoor living spaces, and so much more. Request your free consultation today and check out their gallery of residential work at villani-landshapers.com. Um, I want you to close your eyes and ask God what he thinks about you. And, and so I, I, I can remember closing my eyes. And, and I, you know, I said that out, I'm sure with an attitude. I said it in my head. You know, what do you think about me? And she said, no, out loud. And, and I uttered those words. What do you think about me? And, and it was... Um, It was instant. He said, you are worthy. It was instant. And and I remember, I remember, it's like I was instantly calm. And I looked at her, and you'd have thought she saw a ghost. I mean, she looked at me with such an oh shit, you know, uh, facial expression. And she said, what do you, what do you say? And I said, he said I was worthy. And she just said, are you ready to go up and change your date? And I said, let's go. Wow. It was instant. And 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 I, I did. I, I marched up there, and, and for the like I said, for the first time, I belonged somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I I I just belonged. And and um and and then because because I, I knew I knew I kind of thought there was a God before that day, um, but I thought it was the people for the people who dressed up and went to the building with the T on the top of it, you mm. know, um, you know I, I I didn't I didn't have any concept whatsoever, and I had no clue who what what any that said you are worthy, but I heard it just as clear as I can hear your voice. So I knew there was something. So I knew all of this stuff that these people had been, that I had heard, you know, in, in these groups, I knew maybe something, maybe, 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 maybe this is, I knew it was something because the, the resolve that it's like, okay, I I knew I was never going to drink again. And I, like I said, you knew at that moment, really, I knew, I knew in a second now going home and telling my husband was a whole nother thing. Cause he was like, (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, we've said this before, but, but, but the beautiful thing that I can, again, looking back on it is, is, is trying to figure out who or what told me I was worthy Right, so that was like I'm on a fact finding mission. Mm-hmm. So, so I started to seek, and and um, obviously seek in the literature that 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 was presented to me. But then ultimately, you know, I remember, um, I remember, I was sitting in in about the time I got sober was when the Bible uh, television series came out. Roma Downey, sure, sure. and her husband, uh-huh. they did that. And and I remember I was sitting there and we Gosh, had turned yeah. it on and Rick was Rick was behind me in the kitchen Your cooking, cooking supper my husband mm-hmm. cooking supper and, and 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 I was watching that and I don't I wish I remembered exactly what it was that they had said but I had heard that like the same kind of thing a, a couple of days ago in in one of my meetings and I thought oh I wonder if they know. <laughs> I want and I and I called I called my friend that had that had had been with me during my experience and I said did you know that and I just heard this and it's on the Bible and I wonder if I and she's like tell me more about that 
She didn't say, yeah, dumbass. It, you know, she, she did. She just said, tell, tell me more. What, what do you think about that? You know, it, the way that she nurtured that, that's pretty that, unbelievable. That, that, that fact finding mission and that getting to know, she said, I wonder, I wonder if the same God that they're talking about is the same one that told you you were worthy. I wonder, I just wonder, you know, so she would leave me with these tidbits to go, Oh, Maybe okay. So who is you know? So the so the relationship I was seeking that relationship. Well, and, I, and one thing I noticed too, because it happened to me. It's all about our experiences. You know mm-hmm. what I think doesn't matter, but I know this is what happens, and because it, it happened for me and it happened for you. When you get off the debate squad and you stop, oh, these people and and there's no God or whatever, and you just buy in and you're done. Stuff starts to happen like that, where you just start to you start to hear messages and see things and and, and everything when you're especially when you're first sober and you're because you're excited about it. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you were, but mm-hmm. I mean, it sure, sure sounds like it. Was, oh, one hundred. You were seeking. Well, you become well, a seeker and well, you start to see too. Yeah, and I think I think this before the seeking just was the willing. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know I didn't know what it was, but I was willing to find out. You know, and it, and it almost became, and this is what I've shared with a lot of new people too. It it almost became a, I don't want to call it a challenge, but almost it, to me it became a game. So so something would happen, or I would see something, or I would hear something, and I would just, I would just think that what if, just just what if, that was from God. What if that's you know I'm going into this emotion. And this person sitting at the table next to me is talking about, you know, something that I'm like, oh, I could do it. That what if that was from God, you know, um, um, you know, the 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 email that I get from a friend I hadn't heard from in two years when I'm feeling lonely. What if that was what if that lady that came and said, can I sit here? What if that was God helping me? Yeah. You know, instead of just a happenstance and she's a lonely, you know, loser, just like I was at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's a matter. It's, it's a change. It's changing your, mind. Well, you're it's willing. It's your thinking. Right. I'm yeah. willing to, to, I'm willing to think that that is way more than just a happenstance. Yeah. Because I know, now I know nothing happens by happenstance. I know that to be a fact, you know. And it's and, and it's, that's super attractive that people think like that and they're not because when you first come around you're just not sure you're about, just numb you, you, yeah. yeah and then and to see I appreciate you taking us through that because it shows I I didn't know or I wasn't sure I became willing and now I know right um, and it's you know it's a magical thing it is you know and you know when it come, becomes magical Pete for me is when I when I share that with. And, and not just with people like us, yeah. with with a, a a friend, you know, or or an acquaintance, or even oh shit, just which part of it? The whole story you just of, said, well, yeah. Well, e- even just the the hope, hope, yeah, hope. I had no hope until until God told me I was worthy. I had no, I had no hope. And you might go hope for what? Hope for anything. Hope for me, hope for you, hope for the world, hope for, I had no hope. Had you become a negative person? Oh, jeez. Really? I was, I was a, because that's not really asshole. who you are. Yeah. I was a miserable asshole. For, uh, for how long in your marriage and with, with your kids? Oh, for, for, for uh, as long as I can remember. As long as I can remember. It was always, they're out to get me. What do they want from me? They're doing this to me. It was, 
and I and I I I see I know that because I spot that in a second in people now. I can spot that in a second in someone that is just so consumed with me. Not selfish, but just lost in themselves. Whether there's alcohol or not, honey, that spiritual malady is just as real in, you know, um, they just don't have a source to, to numb themselves, yes. you know. Um, I totally agree. But, 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 I, but I spot that. So, yeah, I just remember just... It, it, yeah, being just as miserable, and 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 that's like a sludge that just gets on anybody and everybody that comes around you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it affects your kids, and I'm still, you know, I, I I'll be repairing that until the day I die. You know, all of the, just all of the the bad habits and and thought patterns and the that I taught my kids over yeah. those years. You know, you can't just, just because God said I was worthy doesn't mean they're, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, clearly you're doing a very good job of that. I would, I would imagine uh, almost 11 years in. Uh, and uh, also I think that that's another thing people, I don't know, I guess I, this is a little bit of <laughs> like an unhealthy resentment I have against like people look at you as like, oh, you got sober. Now everything's fine. It's oh, like, oh no, no, no. Shit. Like the consequences are still there. And that's a part of getting sober and the living amends or you got, you know, some things never repair. Uh, but you know, you do have the ability or at, at least, least, yeah, at least you have a chance. Yeah. You, uh -huh. you know, you, you have a chance. How, how did, just to go backwards a little bit, how did, when, when you were in your, I guess, thirties, right? When mm -hmm. the alcoholism really picked up, what did, what kind of damage did it start to do? And what, but you mentioned opioids, were you taking pills or was that um, just, it, I, I had, I had started um um it was 2011 when um when amy winehouse died oh, yeah. um and i and i know that i, 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 I remember where i was i was drunk as a skunk right. well there you have it i don't know if i could even tell you what one of her songs were but i know that's when she died because that is when my my daughter my oldest daughter um orchestrated an intervention and um because she knew i had been prescribed Xanax and Amy Winehouse, apparently it was alcohol and, and mm -hmm. Xanax mixing, you know, that, that, that got her. Um, and so that's what, how old was your daughter at the time? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, she's, she'll be 35 this year. So do my math for me. I can write a mortgage, but I can't. Well, like, like 23, 12, 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah. 23, yeah. Yeah. So she, she got the family together and, and that's when they shipped me down to, uh, Austin recovery. And I went down there to shut them up, you know, yeah. right. But, but but also, just to jump in, that that kind of starts the process, right? Like, in a way, for me at least, when, when people started to really come down on me, mm -hmm. I didn't even know it at the time, but, like, even going to meetings or a rehab to shut them up really does sort of start, it starts the wheels in motion. Um, it 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 does. Maybe it didn't for you. It, it, did, it did for me. It, yeah, yeah. It, it does. I, I learned. Here Here's the deal. You know, I, I can see clearly where book smarts, and, and how I was actually living, because I, I knew alcohol was the only drug you could die from the withdrawals from, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Right? Not not heroin, not cocaine, not meth, yeah. alcohol. Um, so I learned that, didn't give a shit, clearly, um, <laughs> um, because, because that would have been an yeah. out for me. I, you know, I, I see that clearly now. Um, you know, I, I got a D, DUI, of course, that was back in 2004. That didn't deter me. Yeah. You know, um, it, um, just the... The disease, man. You come off as a successful person now and an achiever. I didn't know you then. W would somebody that knew you at that time say the same? Probably. Yeah, on the outside, you were of, still. Because of that yeah. trunk of mass that I carried yeah, around. Yeah. Uh -huh. Man, I had a, yeah, I had a, uh, shit, I could, 
You had I all could, the bells and whistles. I could look the part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could uh-huh. look the part. Yeah. It, it, um, Which sometimes. But inside, I was just dying. But, but Christine, sometimes that makes it harder for people to get sober, too. I mean, because mm-hmm. you do have means, you have some success. You know, a lot of people, if they can point to these things and say, well, alcoholics, right, don't have this. Mm-hmm. Like the under the bridge alcoholics, they don't have these things that I right. have. That can keep you drunk for a while. Right. I didn't burn my entire life yeah. down. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but, but you know what I can, um, it sounds like it was happening from the inside out, Oh, right? Geez. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I, I, you know, I, I'm sure that they're, they're equally as, um, I, I think that they're equally as devastating because mm-hmm. I wanted to die. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care, man. I just, yeah, I, it was, I was, I was dead inside. So you get to the recovery center in Austin and mm-hmm. what happens there? Like what? Oh, I was the, I was the model patient. Uh-huh. I had my, I had my binder and I had my, I had sticky notes for you. Know, I color coded and I had my hot waters and, and I, you know, I would turn in my homework and this yeah. is what I did. And I was on time and, oh, I was, I was the perfect, I was sober. Did you feel good? Like just being off alcohol for, oh, sure. for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. they had to medically detox me, uh-huh. uh, and, and right, emergency room a couple of times, blood pressure tanked, and because I was, I would seize. Yeah. You know. Um, so you were around the clock. At oh, this sure, point. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. close to a gallon of vodka a day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so once once they got me, you know, to where I I could stand being in my own skin, which took about two weeks. Um, yeah, I was, I was learning everything. I was, um, I was the model, model patient. I think they called them client, called us clients. clients at the time. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. And, um, but I, I, you know what, here's the deal. I remember Rick, my husband coming down uh, for a family meeting. Right. And so it was. It at was, this point in time, how long had you guys been married? Oh, Ballpark um, nine years. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he knows you extremely oh, yeah, well. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and you guys oh, worked sure. together oh, for a while. Yeah. We worked, we still worked together. Yeah, yeah. We, uh-huh. worked, we worked together 24 <laughs> 7. And, and so, he, so this is somebody who knows you oh, very well. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he was drink for drink with me, but uh-huh. he's not He's not one of us. He's a weirdo that can stop. <laughs> um, but, but, but he came down and, and it was me and him and, 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 and the psychologist. And, and, and I remember Rick looking him in his eyes and he said, She's the strongest woman I've ever known in my life. Why doesn't she have the willpower to stop that? Stop this, you know, stop drinking. And Pete, I remember losing my shit. I thought, because I remember just that, how could you possibly think that I was doing this willingly? How could you possibly think that this is what I want? How could you, how could you think that? Because that, that's when, that was, that was an enlightenment. Now, it didn't change me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's be clear on it. It was the not head knowledge that it's like I literally was drinking against my will. I was drinking against my will. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. If that's what you think, you need to go back to Waco, pack your shit, and move on with your life because you can't, you don't understand what I'm going through. I didn't understand what I was going through, but I knew I was not doing it willingly. I knew that. That was so, now. Another two weeks until I graduated, you know, got the keychain, and and Rick picked me up uh, and and brought me back to Waco, and they advised you go to meetings, you mm-hmm. know, you do, do, do. and so I did go to meetings. That's it. 
Okay. You know, so it was within four months that, that you know, and I, I remember, like, ah, man, I was in So Walmart. four months from that intervention, you do change your date and everything changes? No, um, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But I remember, I remember within a week or two of being home from Austin Recovery, and I'm in Walmart, and I'm walking by the, you know, the travel section where they have all the little, the little uh, uh, travel sure. size shampoos yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It's usually the stuff I buy. I remember, <laughs> right? I remember seeing the mouthwash and instantly a conversation that I'd had a couple of years previous with a, with a, 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 a treatment center person said, you know, we just, we have those, some degenerates that come in and they're actually drinking mouthwash, you know, to, and I, it, something, something activated and I bought a couple of them and that's what started the mouthwash crazy. Crazy, just crazy behavior. Yeah. Crazy well, it's behavior. alcoholic behavior, but it's, it's part but, of the but, package. But I wasn't drinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I wasn't drinking. That's how sick I was still. Yeah, yeah, man. I just look at that, and I'm just thinking, how how did I survive that? How did I survive What that? was home life like when you got back after that treatment, and you have, like, these these four months where... Oh, I well, well, before I started with the mouthwash, I mean, I had probably a good solid two weeks of... of thinking this is what sobriety is and I, I was happy and I was um I I was cured I didn't know what I didn't know sure yeah. right yeah I, I wasn't drinking so I felt like I was being successful uh-huh. but inside the storm was starting it was starting all over again and it was coming did you notice you you were going and this is tough because you might not remember but I know this is kind of this happened with me because I was in and out for a little bit. You're going to meetings and you're thinking stuff, but you're not telling people about it. You're not sharing it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I, well, and I remember sitting, of course, I, I call it the exit seat. You, you know the yeah. room. Uh-huh. Right by the door, right? The yeah. exit seat uh-huh, is yeah. what I call it because I can exit real quick. <laughs> I remember sitting in the exit seat every time I would I would, I would, would show up. That's and, that, that seat should have an eject button, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they, they say at the at the end of the meeting, you know, you need to, you, there are certain things else you need to do. Uh, and and, and, and I, I remember thinking... Y'all must be really stupid if you need someone to help you read what's on the wall. I can uh, read. Yeah. I'm, I'm half ass intelligent person. I can read. I know what it's okay. Yes, I do that. You know. So I was not. I was not all in in uh, any way, shape, or form. I had a. I barely had a toe in the door. Uh, like, you know. Now that I look look back at it, um, I just didn't know what I didn't know. Now again, make no mistake. Before Austin recovery, I had. You know. I don't know if you remember the Freeman Center or if uh, you were around no. at, at that time. Uh, the the uh, ended up buying buying the Freeman Center, but the Freeman Center was a detox center. It was basically a weekend getaway. Okay, you know, <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it was. And I I went there at least four times to oh. detox before Off oh, vodka and stuff. Oh, for sure, yeah. oh for sure, uh-huh. yeah. And they would medically detox you. And of course, my my husband and and I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say if he wasn't sitting right here. Yeah. He he has a, a, an award, the biggest award for the greatest enabler on the planet. <laughs> you know, he would deliver pizzas, you know, to us who, who all of us that were in detox. Really? You know, and yeah. So it was um it was just a weekend. But when I would try to stop on my own, that's when I would seize. Yeah. Anytime I would try to stop on my own. So I at least knew that. So you just didn't stop. I mean, yeah, you can't. That problem. Yeah. If you weren't ready for a weekend getaway at the Freeman Center, then you, you just. The moment I realized that I didn't, the pain from a hangover didn't have to continue. I mean, I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I remember when I discovered, okay, so you're telling me if I drink before noon, I'll feel okay, maybe even good. 
Like, why would you ever stop? Well, or, then or that's even, not that's or, not normal. Or feel normal. Yeah, feel yeah. normal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it, there was it was a gosh, at least a solid year and a half that 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 I would wake up in the morning, and I mean, I would be shaking. I could, yeah, walk me through that real quick because I want to go back to the, uh, your recovery and stuff. But just this one, you know, that those dark days before you start with the um, mouthwash and stuff, you're just uh, you're around the clock drinker. What is that? What's a day like? You wake up and you're. Oh, see, see, they weren't. They to me at the time, I didn't know they were dark days. They were. Just, I was just living. I was. I was just. I, I was. And I. It, I wouldn't even say at the time I was thinking I was surviving. I was just living, and that's what I did. I needed, you know, to uh, live. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, the husband did got to where he was really annoyed at the fact because I would stop going to work. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he he would be left on his own because we do work together. Um, and but I would I would have. I would have alcohol over the, all over the house hidden. I mean, just hidden. Most of the time hidden where I couldn't find it because I would hide it when I was drunk. and not. <laughs> I mean, when we moved, the amount of alcohol we found, we could have stopped an entire nightclub. I mean, it's un- <laughs> oh, it was unreal. Um, but, but, but I would have to have a couple of shots of vodka just to be able to, to not shake enough to where I could, I could put on makeup or I could, and I wasn't eating. I mean, I got down to, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm 5'8", and I I mean, I got down to um, close to 130 pounds. Were people worried about you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I can remember my daughter. I was sitting with my legs crossed towards her, and I can remember her putting her 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 wrist or her hand around, around my ankle. ankle. And again, and, she's and like, I can fingers, grab it. Yeah. And her fingers touched. Uh-huh. And she said, what is, what is going on? And I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm just losing weight. You yeah. know, I'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in a size, you know, and, and being proud of it, Yeah, you know, but, but it would get to where I couldn't, my body would only accept. I mean, I, I was living off of beef broth. I would, I would um, take a beef bouillon cube and, and heat it up and, and try to drink some of that because I could not eat solid food. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I was, I was murdering my body. And, and at work, were you, like, functioning still? Could you, like, oh, oh, because, able? Because yeah. there, was a perfect, um, there was a perfect convenience store between my house in, in China Spring where I would drive into, into Waco, and they had the four packs of, of the wine, yeah. which, you know, I would, I would um, settle for, if you would, yeah. because those could hide easily in my purse. Or uh-huh. in my pockets, um, in my desk drawers, you know, um, um, the, I would I would grab those, and I spent so much time strategizing, Oof, what, especially awesome. strategizing if if I if I woke up one morning and I knew that there was just no way I could manage going into the office, I had to try to strategize on how to manipulate my husband to bring alcohol home. Which is exhausting, and it yeah. worked. But it, yeah, but and, it worked, and it, it, it oh, hundred percent, it worked. Yeah, it, it, you know, and and he, um, God bless him, you know, it, he, um, he didn't know what he didn't know. As well, well, and as alcoholics too, that's like the topical alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like somebody brings a bottle of wine, okay. But now I'm a drunk, so I'm going to run off and do shots or whatever. But I come back and drink the social. Right. And so. At least in appearance to you, yeah. you see that I'm just simply having a glass. Yeah, of and, and, and there is a little alcohol smell on me. It's just, I, as a drunken action, I remember it was such a relief to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have this drink with them. And then mm-hmm. I can, it kind of green lights. But I have more yeah. back here that yeah. I can. Uh-huh. And, and, the, and, the, and the sheer panic feeling of, at least when you're sensible, because how many times I drove intoxicated is staggering. Yeah. I should have killed hundreds of people. I mean, it truthfully drove drunk with my kids, uh, with my kids in the car. I mean, I, I did all the things. Yeah. Um, but- and I love that you say that in a sense, because there's so many women out there who 
not so many, I don't know, but like, that's like the worst secret they have, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I can't believe, and I there's so it. much shame in that, but I now here you are admitting it, take, you know, people, you're doing that, you're not, I love when you said that, it almost, you don't want to do that. No. It no, wasn't your I, will that you did that. And there was, and there was, at the time there wasn't shame in it. Because I, I just, I didn't, that was my illness. I didn't, it was, it was what I did. I yeah. was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. You know, when, when in reality, I, I know, I know now. And, and when, you know, that was, I was talking with the lady yesterday that I was telling you about that, um, she has a sister that's an alcoholic that I was trying to just kind of help her. And, um, and just, just talking about the shame, you know, that when, when you, you know, they, you were talking about, you said a little while ago, you know, people think that when you get sober, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, and I try not to say that. Oh, my God. The shame. The shame that you have to face, mm -hmm. right? Now now that I don't, I can't go away. I don't have that 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 alcohol to help my mind go away. You're making me face all. All of the things I did. And the only shot you have is, in my experience, is recovery. The only shot you have. Yeah. Otherwise, that shame, it builds and builds right and out. sends you right back right. out. Or, or Yeah. So, so you know, when you, and luckily, you know, there there's the, you know, a, a program of recovery that, that allows you to do this, you know, literally one step at a time. Um to where it's not all piled on you at one time. I mean, imagine starting it at a, at a later step and, and yeah. you know, how, how that would, how, <laughs> how that would cover you up. But, but I remember it occurred and, and you might go, well, didn't you know that that was wrong? That you, no, at yeah. the time I, maybe I didn't care. I did care, but I, I was incapable of knowing right from wrong uh -huh. almost. Oh, I, I, I understand. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I 100% understand it. So now let's go back to, to the to the magic because I, I I was just curious about that. You you get sober, you know, you feel like you've dropped all that all that shit, and now you you're facing all this, but you're doing it with a, a program of recovery. And the most important part is you've bought in. Mm -hmm. You're you're now you're now willing. Mm -hmm. You know, the best part about this program is a lot is it's made for assholes like me that are like, well, I don't know that I'm going to do that right now, but I'm right. willing to do right. it at some point. Right. Like, how does your life start to change? I changed. It, it wasn't, and, and, and it just, you know, not, not everybody came with me in recovery as far as family members and, and stuff like that. Um, um, That's a great I, way of putting it. So people were not were like, oh, we're not sure. Um, you, you know, yeah. Um, it was, you know, that's good for you, you know. Um, but but I changed M my views on things, how I spoke, how I how I treated people. I no longer looked at every single human being as an adversary trying to get me. I mean, at first, I was. It, I, I think that I looked at people just indifferently. It was just like, okay, you're there. N n you know, over time, I can now see that we are all, all of us, just as sick as the next one. <laughs> we we all, you yeah. know, right? We yeah. all have a vice. For God's sakes, if it's not food, it's alcohol, it's drugs, it's anger, it's depression, it's anxiety. It's, it's your phone, what, whatever. Pick one. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. What are you powerless over? What, you know, it's like, just pick one. Everyone is hurting. Everyone is hurting in one way or, or another, you know? And it's just like, 
you don't have to live like that. You don't, you, you don't have to, you know, my, my husband is almost jealous of me being an alcoholic. And he's, he has said as much. He said, you, you get to, right, and I, I use that term a lot with, with people or, or around me. I get to work a program. And, 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 and he said, you, you get to go into a room full of people that know exactly how you feel. A, a, a room full of people that you have given authority to look at you and go, are you being a little selfish in that? Or, you know, have you, have you thought about it this way? You know, whereas if I said that to you, you'd claw my face off. Yeah. You know, um, he, he said, you, you get to go take your problems and put them on the table and leave them there. I don't have that, you know? And, and I just thought, how sad you don't, you don't have to be, you don't, you don't have to almost die from a substance abuse to, to become willing to let God move into your life, you know, and, and, um, you know, that scares a lot of people, you know, talking about the whole God thing. And, and, and I, you know, I, I call him God because I I don't have another name. Um, (laughs) when I'm, when I'm sad, (laughs) when I'm super sad or super scared, it's daddy. Uh It's daddy, you know? Um, and, and, uh, my, my, my dad was not, um, a a good father at all. So that that was probably another hang up at some point in time, but um, yeah, it I, I changed, and when 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 I changed my mind, I changed my mind, you know, how I looked at things and how I um, reacted to things, and in doing that, everything around me changed, you know, um, you know, my oldest daughter. Um, had said to me not not too long ago, as a matter of fact, you know, I I know God because you're an alcoholic. Yeah. M- my husband would say I I know God better because he w- he was raised in the church. Every time the doors were open, he was there. But he knows God in such a different way now, just because you know the thing. And I'm so glad I didn't have a conception of God. My, my I I I have a juvenile, um, dumb it down relationship with god it, it's just it's but that doesn't make it any less powerful no, it's, it's extremely powerful i gotta tell you pete and yeah. and, and, and it, it quite frankly it might even be more powerful i'm I, 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 maybe or maybe not but but i don't i don't get hung up on religion I, I i am not a religious person someone will say where do you go to church i i go to a meeting i go <laughs> i go to my people i go to my people you know um but i know god in such a way now that that he has actually, my husband has actually said, you know, I I I have a better relationship with a God of my understanding, and I'm not an alcoholic, you know. So those type of residual effects that that we can have on people that are hurting just as bad as we were, you know, is just um, it's amazing. It's important it's, to know that. Yeah, it's important to know that like you're now the exact. It's a 180 of what you were before. Absolutely. You know, like, and you have the ability to tap into this, somebody of the spirit, this light that people can get hit with that are close enough to you. You know, the perfect example would be, would be going up to a countertop at a, at a, at a restaurant or something like that. And, and that person, that clerk, that cashier is, is in a shit mood and, and snaps, you know, whereas before I would, I would read them the menu, you know what I mean? I, I would, you know, I would like to speak with your manager. You are here to, serve. you know, I, I was, but now I'm able to go, 
what has happened that has made that person so upset or so angry? What, what, what can I do? And, and, and it's instant. It's like, you, so, so you, you know, it's just simply going, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. Are you having a good day? You know, and, and these, these bracelets, I, I wear a WWJD bracelet every single day of my life. And I have, I have since 2020 and there's a big story behind that. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful story. Um, but, but I, I carry those with me in my handbag and, and when God says, they need one. I just get it out and go, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you know, because I have blue and green and yeah. all this. And, and I'm telling you the miracles that have happened from these bracelets. And what's God, the story behind it? Um, I'll tell you, 2020 happened and, yeah. and, um, it was in March and, um, you know, Rick and I have a mortgage company. And we're just, we're just getting started with all this, all the COVID stuff. Well, it's yeah, March of 2020. Right. They had, yeah. they had started to shut things down. Yeah. It hadn't really hit our area yet, but the yeah. news, you know, I'm, we're watching the news all the time. And, um, you know, we, we own a mortgage company and, and we get a, an, an email from, from, you know, one of the, our biggest investors that says, yeah, we're, we're not putting rates out. And, and, and I, I went to Rick and I'm like, what, what? We're, they're not putting rates out. What does that mean? And he said, they're not going to be writing any loans anytime soon or, or allowing, you know, mm-hmm. to accepting loans. And I said, okay, well, well, no, but what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> and he said, he said, Christine, I don't know if people, people are losing their jobs left and right. They don't know who's going to be able to pay, who's able not, if they're going to be able to verify, in, you know, employment the way we do with the, they don't know what's going to happen. So they're not doing anything. And this lasted for about three days. I mean, into about the second day, I started to lose my shit, started to lose my programs. I started to lose my God. Yeah. And I was in such fear. And I remember I was, I was standing um, the first time that God, uh, it, it, which I hear from now, I hear from God all the time, but I was stirring spaghetti sauce and I'll never forget this. Rick was around the corner sitting in his chair and I was crying and I was trying to cry quietly because he was, I think, trying to keep his shit together and just going, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Cause he knew I would go off the rails. If he goes off the rails, you hang it up for me, you know? <laughs> And, and I remember crying and, 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 and I was, and I was so scared because it's not like he can go to work and we'll have an income. We, we do the same damn thing. We're in the same boat. If there's a hole, we're both sinking. <laughs> and, and, and Pete, God just said, are you serious? Is this what we're doing? So I saved you on March 14, 2012 and told you you're worried just to bring you here crying over your spaghetti sauce to watch you. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's going to be okay. And so I walked around the corner to Rick and I said, it really is going to be okay. You know? And so the next day I'm driving to a title company to pick up whatever I was doing. I was on Sanger. I was on Sanger and Owen. I could take you right Mm -hmm. there. And God literally jumped into my passenger seat and he's like, okay, we need something to keep you busy. And this was instant. This was not just a, you know, it it was, do you remember the WWJD bracelets that you wore when you were a teenager, right? They were around. And I thought, oh, I remember that. And he's like, you are to find those. You are to give them, buy some, give them away until I tell you to stop. So I went to the title company, did my thing. And I went back to the house where Rick was. And I, I walked in the door and Peter was beautiful. I said to him, I said, I got to tell you what God just said to me. And he's like, okay. And I said, he told me to find, do you know the WWJD bracelet? He's like, yeah. He's, I said, God wants me to buy some and give them away. And he said, well, let's, let's start looking for some. <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't say yeah. that's stupid. Uh-huh. Why would God want, he could have said a million things that would have made me cower 
and not follow through. It goes on that. back to our friend that was like, "Hey, tell me more about that." Right, right, right. Yeah. And so I get on Amazon and I found I found these silly little bracelets. They're they're the rubber bracelets that that you know WWJD. And so I ordered you know thirty six in a pack. I ordered a couple of them. And so I I I put them in a little pouch in in my handbag, and I just again became willing. And the number of people, I've given away probably 2,200 now, <laughs> uh, uh, upwards. And, you know, we took a trip, uh, one of the most beautiful moments, we took a trip to uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Grand Canyon we drove in December of 2020. And, and we stopped at an IHOP. And we walk inside, and, and the, there's a guy standing there. He said, hey, w- welcome. Would you, you know, would you like table? And like, yeah. And so um, he was just very friendly. And so God said, yep, him. So I get the pouch out. So I sit down, we sit down and I said, he, and I asked him his name and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but I, I what's your name? And, um, and, and so he told me, and, and I said, what's your favorite color? You know, buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? And <laughs> he said blue. And I, I handed it to him, Pete, and he started to cry. And of course, you know, I don't know. And I'm just kind of looking at him like, and he said, he said, I'm three weeks sober. And he said, you have no idea how much I needed this right now. And I said, sit, I said, can you sit down? Yeah. Can you sit, you know, he's, he was a manager. And um, he's, and so I told him about my sobriety and, you know, we exchanged information and social media and stuff like that. And I said, if I can be of service to you in any way, shape or form, um, please let me know because I, I would, I would love to do that for you. Um, all the way down to, you know, giving it away at an Arby's drive through window. I, I gave one to a lady and she started to cry and she said, I'm going through a divorce. And she said, I, I just want to murder my husband. She said, I just, <laughs> I'm sick of him. She said, and my dad just said to me this morning, how would Jesus treat him? Yeah. And so when I gave her that, what would Jesus do? She started crying. She said, that tells me now again, that I'm, I'm not behaving properly that I need to. So little things like that, that, you know, if you're open and willing for God to, to use you, the sky's the limit. Well, you're, you're, you're spreading love. I yeah. mean, you're spreading love. It's contagious. You're, sp- you're spreading it. And if people slam the door on it, then, then they still have more work to do. You know what and I mean? And that's never happened. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, I can see now where, where God's like, okay, I see that storm storm brewing inside. We need to keep you busy, you know, <laughs> keep you busy. And looking for opportunities to, you know, and wait for me to, to tell you. For right, those, wait for yeah. me to tell you when the time is, you know, lady taking my blood, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what's your favorite color? You know, and people just love them. Just the little reminders. Yeah. So be, again, just being willing, you know, where he's going to reach you when, just in the craziest ways. What would you tell people? Because we got to wrap up soon. What What do you tell people that say I'm hopeless, or 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 people that feel like they can't get one day sober? You know, somebody that asks you, "Hey, what what what, what do I do?" First of you know, for to to tell someone with my words. There, there is hope. Uh, you, you, when you're in that, when you're so far into that storm, it's so noisy. You just, you can't hear. It, it, you know, you just can't. You can't hear. So, it, what I would tell someone is, 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 go talk to someone who's, who find someone who's in recovery because we're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, there is. Oh my! I, everybody knows somebody. Who's who has suffered from this disease, um, and 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 my experience, at least everybody knows somebody who has has recovered. Find someone who has recovered and just follow them. Go go where they go. You know, just 
just be willing. Even bring your doubts, pack them up, bring them with you. That's okay. But you know, set them set them right inside the door if you need to, right by the exit seat. But just show up. Mm-hmm. Just just show up. And 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 again, my experience is is, is it has to. Um, if you're not willing to do that, you've not had enough hell. The demons aren't done with you yet. What about your family and everyone and you, I guess? How did it change for you when you started to tell people you were sober? Did you tell people right away? Immediately. Right away? Immediately. That's what I did, Immediately. too. That's no, what I did, too. No, yeah. and, but you know what? And I, I'm not recommending that for everybody. It's different for everybody. Well, I mean, I do yeah. recommend it for everybody, but I know that it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? And yeah. let, me t- let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I was such a good liar yeah. and such a good manipulator. Yeah that I didn't trust myself, even though God himself showed up in that car, you know, on March 14, 2012 at approximately 1135 AM, I still didn't trust myself, but I knew that, I knew that if I told you within a few minutes of being around me, that you would help protect me, uh-huh. that you would, if I were to order a drink, you would go, Hey, what, what, wait a minute. You know, you would at least have some type, I would have maybe a defense. Um, and it even got to where, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a member of um, a women's uh, networking group that that meets once a month at the. At the I Denver. love this story. I've heard yeah. you tell this. I, I heard you tell it after it happened. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. for sure. And 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 you know, we you get up and it's networking. You give your little thirty second commercial, you know, for your business. And you know, we have a mortgage company and blah, blah blah. But but what I what I did was the first time, and I didn't even realize that I had done it until after I did it. I stood up with a microphone straight up to my face, and I said, "Hi, I'm." Christine, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, <laughs> and every and it was funny because you know half the room um, kind of you know they kind of laughed uncomfortably or thinking I was joking, mm-hmm. but then um, they realized I was serious. And and I went on to <laughs> I went on to just not skip a beat, and I'm like, you know, we have the common words group, and we you know, and we do FHAVA. Uh, thanks, bye. You know, and and sat down. But I'm telling you, the number, the lady I met with yesterday, whose sister was an alcoholic, she that she, stems from that. that stems from yeah, that. Uh-huh. So yeah. is that not God working? And so now it's it's you know a running you know air quote joke that every time I introduce myself, it's hi, I'm Christine, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. Well, and because for me, that's I might as well because that's who I am, it and is that's who the I number am. one thing about me. People, I would like them to know. Yeah, you know? and you know, and and some people take issue with it. It's like, no, that's that's who you were. It's like, no, 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 don't, no. You yeah. don't you rob me of that? Don't you dare! Recently, that's happened to me. But people are kind of like. Oh no, you like yes. you 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 were like that? No, that's, that's the, I'm greatest, like yeah, that was me. It's, but it's yeah. the greatest thing about me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you understand that? <laughs> I totally. It's, it's my greatest yeah. asset. That it's it's what birthed me into a person that belonged. Yeah. Who else? That belonged. I mean, yeah. That yes, felt that, don't yeah. you dare try to take that away from me. Because I'm telling you, all I've got to do is get one shot of vodka. One shot of vodka, and I'm right back. Yeah. So, so no, no, I don't ever. And we had that debate last night in a meeting. It's like, okay, are you recovering, or are you recovered? No, no, no. I I know certain things say recovered. I don't choose to be recovered because in my sick little mind, that means I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't have to do anymore. No, no, no. I want to be recovering until the day I die. 
Let me ask you one last thing. Are you going to, are you going to keep this message going with a, with a, a, a vehicle of your own? Maybe as loud and proud as I possibly can. But but here's here's what I here's what I also know is is I will get in my way, and I, as long as it's from God, um, I will do whatever He calls me to do. But at times I have a problem seeing which one is Him and which one is me. So so how do you how do you how do you tell uh, eventually? What do you do? That's a great. A, I've never, a, a that's a great time, line. A lot of times, I don't do anything because if it's meant, if, if it's from God, I won't be able to stop it. Yeah, I have to just be willing. I have to be willing to jump on that bus when it passes by, you know, kind of thing. And and um, I don't think I'll have a choice. There's a message. There's a message, not just for people like us, for for people that are hurting, that are that are just hurting inside, and 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 dealing with their own form of addiction, like I said, whether it be depression, anxiety, fear, all of those things that just need to know, uh, let's just talk about it. When you talk about it, when you bring it out into the light, it's not as scary. That boogeyman is not scary when you make it come out into the light and the light is talking about it and realizing that it's okay. Yeah. That, that I can, I can be an alcoholic and still be a, a good person and, and fun and helpful and, of use and worthy. And I think that terminal uniqueness that we can have as alcoholics can keep people from getting sober. Like, okay, Christine can do that, but I can't. Right. You can. Right. You know, like that's, that is a, a, one of the biggest mind fucks out there too. You can do, you can. 100%. Yeah. You just got to show up and be willing. 100%. Yeah. All right. You, anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think we kind You're of You're so it. special. It's, it's, uh, I, I am so. I just, I love being out an alcoholic. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I'm so, you know, I, I remember there's, there's, there's a person that, that comes in that, that says, you know, I'm, I'm her name and I'm a grateful alcoholic. And I remember the first time I heard that and I thought yeah. that's such a load of horse shit. That's uh -huh. so stupid. Well, stupid. Yeah. Oh, honey, I'm, I'm the most grateful alcoholic you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> And it's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've lived it. I've seen it. And mm -hmm. even today, you know, one thing happened when we were talking and I say, you know, it's not for everybody. And you know, I disagree. I think it, like that is one of the most beautiful things about you is like you have a way because I, I, one of the reasons I think people like you are great is because you're, you're no bullshit. You're not going to co-sign on all kinds of bullshit. You have, you know, people have a code that I really admire, you know, and they're not, and maybe it's being an athlete with coaches always kind of browbeat me telling me what I needed to do. So I love being around people like you who just have a, you have a code, you have a way you, be, you believe. Wouldn't you say, Pete, that code is just simple honesty? Yeah. Can you, can you, think, think about that. How, it, just, just being honest and you might go, okay. Well, just, people are afraid to be who they are. Yes. People are afraid, afraid of that. And, and, and it's killing them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's killing them from the inside because all of that, all of that shit that no matter if you're an alcoholic or not, all of the shit that we carry, you got to put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And most people put it inside and, yeah. they, and, and they carry it around and it's, and it's killing people. And it's like, mm -mm. no, nope, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest and, and uh, yeah, I'm going to make you talk. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for oh, doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having me. I love it. I love it. All right. We're done. That, that was, was unbelievable. Thanks so much for listening to The Payoff with Pete. Once again, I'm Pete Souza, And of course, we are part of the Rogue Media Network. All kinds of good podcasts you can find at roguemedianetwork.com. And of course, you can find this podcast and all those other ones wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, other spots like that. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. 